Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's a special October edition. Instead of our regular open reading today, we are going to be announcing the winners of the 12th annual Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest, which started in July and uh, which ended a couple of weeks ago. Uh, our judges uh, diligently and furiously, uh, I don't mean furiously as in angrily, but uh, furiously as in, uh, I don't know, whatever you think a good meaning of that word would be, uh, scored 461 poems, and uh, we have winners, which will be announced shortly. And by shortly, I mean I'm going to drag this out as much as possible to fill out a one-hour show and uh, leave us with a big finish at the end. So this is how this is going to work. I have the three judges uh, I, I believe, online, and we'll talk to them in just a couple of minutes to get their thoughts on, on what it was like to, to uh, be a part of this contest from the, from the scoring point of view. Um, and then we are going to read. I'm going to tell you who um, all the people are who scored in the top 10 positions in the contest. So there's a number of people who, who tied in, in positions four through through 10th, I'm going to announce uh, all, all of those people. And if you happen to be one of those people who scored in the top 10 positions and you're listening, uh, I'd, I'd love for you to call in and share your poem as well. The number is 646-716-7362. I'm not taking any calls at the moment. Uh, just uh, in a moment, we'll be uh, getting to the three judges. Those are the only people who should be calling in at this point. And um, so we're going to hear of the top 10 scoring positions. And then, of course, the top three are the winners of the contest. Very exciting. And we'll find out what they won. And, and if they happen to be listening, we'll get to hear their poems first as well. Uh, it's a bit of a milestone, this broadcast. The, the very first broadcast of Poetry Superhighway Live was uh, two years ago. And it was this uh, contest winner's announcement. So. This is, well, it depends on how you look at it. It's actually the, it's either the beginning of our third year of broadcasts or the end of the second. Um, I think beginning of the third sounds a little bit more exciting because the number three is, uh, well, to me it's a little bit more exciting than number two. Maybe, maybe you feel the same way. So um, I want to uh, thank everyone for participating. Let's see if we have the uh, three judges on the air. Hold on just one moment as I press the correct buttons. Do we have Salvatore? Yes, you do. Hi, this is Salvatore Brutacci, one of our contest judges. How about uh, Ellerine? Are you with us? Yes, I'm on my cell. I'm traveling, and it sometimes clicks off, so I may have to you know, uh, call you back if it, if it disconnects. Well, if we uh, refer a question to you and we don't hear you, we won't assume the worst. We'll just assume <laughs> okay. that you were disconnected. Yeah. And um, FJ, are you uh, on the line? I am. Oh, fantastic. Great. Um, cool. So uh, F.J. Bergman, Sal Salvatore Butacci, and Ellerine Lockyer are all with us. Um, they were the judges of this year's contest and um, also scored in the top positions in last year's contest as well. Um, as, I, as you may know, uh, every year I invite the, the winners of the contest to be the judges of the following contest. So whoever wins this year's contest will get to, I guess, fill your shoes this year. So I'd love to find out from, from you three what it was, uh, any thoughts that you have at all about judging this year's contest. It's a whole different uh, side, I guess, uh, for, uh, 
for you as um, as uh, last year you were participants. So um, I don't know. Let's go in um, alphabetical order by by first name. Um, Elaine, what? How was it for you? Well, I really enjoyed it, but you're right. It was a very different experience um, for judging. I've judged quite a few contests, and I've never judged one that's had this many um, different possible scorings. We had 20 different, you know, scores that we could give these poems, and uh, I was a little overwhelmed at first uh, with that. But you know, it didn't take me long, and I developed a system for it, uh, and, and it went pretty well after that. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I, I thought at first it would be overwhelming doing it for, for three or four months or whatever we did, but really they, the, the poems came in kind of you know, pretty, pretty slowly and regularly, and uh, it, it was just great fun. I, um, I, what, what I did was just um, immediately scored the poems. Uh, I figured I kind of wanted, if it was an average score or less, you know, I didn't obviously spend too much time with it because I knew it wouldn't be a contender. I spent most of my 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 laboring hours over the scores that I gave uh, high, real high, and especially the last uh, you know the last final ones that that we had the ties. It was right. um, you know it, I, I labored over those for several days because it it always comes down to excellent poems, but excellent in different ways. So it's, they're very difficult choices. We had we did have such such good poems come through here, you know, and I and, and there were parts of so many poems that I enjoyed. So I, I had a good time. That's great. So when you say twenty possible scores, I should clarify. Um, each poem, uh, I, I asked the three of you to score between uh, zero and five points using quarter point intervals. So the lowest possible score was zero. The highest possible was five, and you could go. You know, 0 0.25, 0 0.5, 0.751, 1.25, etc. So, um, uh, in the, I, I guess in the past you, you, you've you've had a, a smaller, uh, I guess, variable of, of scores you could apply to poems. In well, usually the, in the past I just decided who the winners were. <laughs> that's that's uh, generally how how I've done it. You know, and I haven't had to you know like you know do too much clarifying and. Uh, so this this was quite a different experience, but you know I think it was it's very fair, especially considering there's three judges. Yeah, well, that's of course is the idea is to is to get as you know a, a, a variety of of sensibilities involved. So uh, so everyone who enters has the best potential to to mm -hmm. to uh, to get a, a better score. I guess you know if if mm -hmm. one person really doesn't like the poem, you know, maybe two others might, you know, one or two others might really like it. So, um, yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, all right, so let's let's move on. Um, FJ, how about you? Um, it, it was extremely interesting. Um, I've judged before, both with um, numerical scoring and simply, you know, ranking the poems with where any kind of scoring system would be private. Um, it's certainly true that um, deciding against um, the lesser poems is, is very quick and, and very easily done. Um, the only thing that I, that, that, that I regretted uh, in a way was not having a chance to go back over the, the higher scoring poems. I think that um, assigning numerical scores uh, is largely a matter of comparison with what's in that batch, what one's already received, 
and um, can be somewhat arbitrary. Uh, I found that when um, we were given the opportunity to, to review the Tide poems at the end of the contest, that I changed my mind about several of them. Now, this is normal, I think, um, just um, <laughs> going shopping for anything that involves aesthetics. Um, you might pick um, a particular shirt one day if you go to the, go to the store, and then uh, a few weeks later um, you might like a different shirt, even if the, even if the selection is the same. But... Um, I would have I would have liked to compare the winning poems um, uh, against each other rather than just batch by batch. But I, I understand uh, I'm a really fast reader, um, so I would I would have been happy to read all the poems at once. But I I can understand that that would be absolutely overwhelming with uh, with hundreds of poems um, to try to get the scores in. Um, in a, in a decent interval following the close of the contest. And I think that, that this one is really to be commended for how quickly the results are um, are in place following the end of the contest. Well, thanks. Yeah, I, it's certainly administratively. I, I can't speak for, for, for the three of you in terms of reading 461 poems all in one batch. Um, uh, I think that might make me lose my mind. But, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, administratively, it, it certainly would be very difficult to uh, to manage that on on this end. But do you do you have a suggestion? Is is there some kind of middle ground on how you know may, maybe there's a uh, you know a test batch or something that goes out or or may, you know in, in the I, beginning you can what set I would a have, What I would have liked to do is, and you could make it optional because I think for some judges who read very slowly and carefully or who are in a you know, temporal bind at the end of the contest, it might be nice to do the contest exactly the same way you have it set up, where numerical scores are given for each batch. Mm -hmm. But perhaps at the end, offer the judges the opportunity to compare just the highest ranking poems against each other. I think, as Ella Rain said, the, 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 the inferior poems are pretty quick to, to be discarded, and, and we don't really need to go over those again. But the, the better poems, um, for instance, the poems to which I gave scores of four and above, mm -hmm. I would have really liked to have gone back over those poems and with a fine-tooth comb and had the opportunity to, res to revise my scores. Well, that's interesting. Now, I'm, you know, in thinking in terms of three judges, you, know, you might have given a poem of four and above, but, but maybe the other judges gave it a, uh, a lower score. Do you, do you think it would work? If we, if I, if I took, say, an arbitrary, you know, total score and and redistributed those poems, or do you, or do you think you still might be missing out on the ones that you scored highest, and that that wouldn't quite accomplish what you're you're looking for? Um, I think I think I'd prefer you gave each judge the chance to review the poems that they scored um, above a a certain level. You know. Um, it's always a matter of taste. I I run an, I run um, a a contest for for science fiction um, uh, short short works, uh, flash fiction and prose poems, and I do what you do in terms of sending them out to a number of different judges whose scores are combined. 
uh, because the numbers are smaller, they read them all at once, but they do give numerical scores. And we've made a practice of sending on to the final judge, I mean, these are actually preliminary readers, both the poems with the highest cumulative scores and also any poems that were ranked as the, one of the top three by individual readers. And these don't necessarily overlap. Once in a while, a, a, a particular reader will favor a poem that nobody, or that nobody else liked. And I right. think it's important that these things that are kind of beyond the normal limits um, go to the final judge. Of course, you're not in a situation with a final judge, and there, there are just us three. But um, it's, it's always nice to know when when the work impressed one single person and no one else i think right so well let me let me put some thought into that for next year and see if there's a a, a way to do that i you know i, I guess i, I have to i would just, well, i just i guess i'd have to look back at at the poems i mean in 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 one, in one case it could be you know, a large volume of poems that get get sent back, and 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 it could be asking a, a lot of work for depending on the, the kind of. You could of make it that. optional. I mean, there are people who might prefer not to review their scores after having sent in, after having sent them in just as we did. But as I said, I I would have liked to, and I wouldn't have minded doing the additional work. There there were there was one poem um, that was tied at the end that I think I scored as highly as I did just because it con compared very favorably to the other poems in its batch. And mm -hmm. I was and I was getting so sick of um major um punctuation mm -hmm. and syntax errors. <laughs> but there there are other poems that made a, a very different impression on rereading, and even though I read them through several times when in the in the um, initial judging, there there were um, changes in perception on rereading, especially have, after having seen several hundred of them. Right. All right. Well, good. Well, thanks for the thoughts on that. Let's let's move to uh, Salvatore. Um, tell us about your experience. Well, first of all, I think there were, of the 461, there were quite a few good poems in there. Um, I've also judged contests before, and I <laughs> tell you the truth, I would have three piles, you know, one, see you later, one, you know, no, and one uh, possible. And they were pretty much uh, easy to do. But this time, as I said, there were a lot of them I liked. But quite truthfully, uh, it's all subjective. I mean, let's face it. Uh, who's to say of the 461 which was the best poem, you know? So everyone really has a chance, especially when you have well, three in this, judges. In, in this case, I guess it's the three of you who get to say that. That's exactly right. Now, uh, I don't know. I don't have a uh, sheet that shows me what uh, the other two judges scored compared to mine. You know, it could be that they're pretty close. And then again, on some, it might be, uh, you know, uh, numbers apart. But I like the idea of three judges. 
I really do. I think that's, uh, you know, that's really important. Um, I'd like to put a, I'd like to put a plug in for you, Rick. Uh, it was very well organized. That, um, to me, not only getting the poems from you to judge, but setting up this whole thing each year, um, really, uh, you, you do a very great job with it. Poets appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's 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 a chunk of work, but I kind of have it down to a, a system. Uh, as I as I'm sure you all experienced, you know, early on when I said, no, no, send this back this exact way, you know, so I yes. can I can process it exactly uh, right. It's just um, uh, it's so so. Thanks, um, and you know, I think you're right. I mean, it, I'm I'm the only one who gets to see what you what you all score, um, and and you're right. In in some Places you you the three of you were were on par with each other in terms of your scores, and in some places you were in completely different places. And I think that that really goes back to what uh, what Ella Rain was talking about as well. You know, it just it just I think it gives any individual piece the, the best possible chance to be seen by by a sensibility that that might get it or universally not get it, as it were. So. Um, so I, I kind of like the three judges uh, concept as, as as well. So great. Well, I'm going to move on to uh, giving some statistics and uh, and and getting to the the top ten scoring positions and and seeing if any of those folks are on and want to read. But I really want to thank the three of you for the tremendous amount of work that you that you put in. Um, I, I know uh, FJ said it was you, you know you could do it again and. And, and, and would have read them all again just to just to even up your or to solidify your scores, but it really is a lot of work, and and it just the contest isn't possible with uh, with um, that work that the three of you uh, did. Um, any any final words before we before I move on? Well, I would like to say, if there was only a way to encourage the uh, other poets who did not enter, you know, often poets don't enter because they might lack the self-confidence of their work. But <laughs> to tell you the truth, you know, uh, you enter a, a poem, you never know. You give it your all, and you uh, wait and see what the results are. Um, I'd like to add to that. There's, um, I, had, I had fun um, fooling around with the statistics and, and making a bar graph. I was just inter interested in how my score is distributed. And I don't know about the other two judges, but I found that um, the bulk of the poems were really in, in, insufficient. I, I set I set an arbitrary score of 2.75 as poems that I would consider publishable, and um, the, less than 25% um, achieved that or better in the in the the poems that scored uh, from 4.0 uh, uh, from four through five, um, we had single or I I had single digits for for the number of poems that got each of those scores. So there is lots of room at the top for people who are who are who are writing decent poetry. Um, I really encourage you to enter. Um, it was not um, as uh, as competitive as as you might think. And the entry fee is not prohibitive. Not at all. 
So. And I'd like to say, Rick, that I'm, um, as we've talked about, as editor, poetry editor for a lifestyle magazine named Lily Poe, I will be contacting several of the poets who entered poems um, after you know after the contest is officially finished here, and you give me their their names and email addresses because it was of course anonymous. But I will be contacting several poems and asking if they would be interested in letting me publish. Um, their poem in Lillipole because there are a few of them that I, I, I you know would would be perfect for that magazine. So that's that's just another um, another uh, positive thing about people entering contests is that these right. publishing opportunities do happen because of contests. So I wanted to to point that out. And and I also want to thank you very much for the opportunity of judging this. It uh, it really was a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure was mine to work with all of you. You, you really, you guys all got the poem, the scores back very quickly, and and made it very easy for me to to administer it on on my end. And I, I highly appreciate that. Um, I just I want to thank all three of you, Ellarine Lockie, F. J. Bergman, and Salvatore Butacci for uh, for all the work that you did again. Um, and uh, I guess you're back to regular citizens uh, in, in, in the poetry superhighway world and, and can enter the contest in the future and submit work uh, for Poets of the Week, etc. And it was just a pleasure working with all three of you. Thanks so much for calling in today. Uh, you're welcome, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Bye. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clear the, uh, the phone lines of our three judges now. Um, so here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give some, some statistics of, about the scores, and then I'm going to move into... Uh, actually announcing the top 10 positions. So uh, I know in the past, we, uh, well, every month we do an open reading, but this is not an open reading. So please don't call in unless, I've, uh, unless I uh, announce your name as one of the, the, the top scorers in those top 10 positions, because I, I have no way of knowing who it is who's calling in. I just see a phone number pop up on my screen. And, and if you're not you know, in one of those positions and I, and I call you, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say goodbye and not let you read. So um, that'll just be embarrassing for all of us. So, I, um, so here's how it's... So let me give you some, some information on, 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 uh, on this year's contest. So we had 461 entries in this year's contest. So if you, oh, less than last year, actually. We had 570 last year. Um, but as a matter of fact, the, the top prize is larger because in addition to the 461 $1 per poem entry fees that we collected. Uh, one of our sponsors, Roland Vassen, donated $250 to donate to the, to add to the prize pot. So that uh, left a total of $711 to divide up between the top three scoring poems. So even though there were less entries and the uh, main prize, the top prize is divided from the entry fees, uh, the top three scoring winners will, will all be getting larger amounts of Money, uh, bigger prizes than than last year's uh, entries uh, entrance. So that's a boon. Um, we had 95 poets enter the contest. Um, a few less than last year. Um, 102 entered last year. So it, we had less poets, um, but percentage-wise, it looks like you entered more poems per person because uh, many more poems were were entered uh, last year. Or, or maybe I'm getting that wrong. I'm certainly not a mathologist. Um, 89 prizes donated this year by 38 different sponsors. So um, we, we're one of the only contests who, the only one I know of, who gives a prize to every single person who enters. So we have 95 
uh, poets enter. Three of those are the top three scoring uh, uh, winners who will divide up the, the entry fees. That, that brings us down to uh, 92 prizes that we need uh, uh, poets to get prizes with 89 donated. So I'm going to throw in a couple extra books to make sure that uh, every single person who enters will get some kind of prize of interest to poets and writers. And if you don't know what the prizes are, you can you can check out the uh, you can check out the the web page. Go to poetrysuperhighway.com. Click on when you're at the Poetry Superhighway menu. Click on 2009 contest, and you can see the entire list of prizes. There's all kinds of books. There's uh, photographs, there's services of interest to poets, uh, subscriptions, uh, uh, that kind of thing. So it's it's very very cool. Um, and uh, so those are the, those are those statistics. Let's talk about the scores for a minute. So um, each judge, when they received the poems, uh, scored it between zero and five using quarter point intervals. Um, the average score of the 461 poems was 8.02, meaning that the final score is the three scores that each judge uh, uh, sends in combined. So if, if each judge scored five points, the total score would be 15 points. If each judge scored zero points, the, the total score would be zero. So the average total score was 8.02, which is up a bit from last year. Uh, the average score was 7.0. Point seven. So, uh, you know, I think FJ's point about uh, uh, the um, competitive competitiveness at the top isn't as 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 high as as uh, or isn't as competitive, I guess, uh, uh, as uh, as you might think, because the bulk of the of the poems scored kind of in the in the mid mid to lower range there. So uh, if you are a great writer, send in your poems next year and, and, and uh, make it even more competitive to those uh, writers who excelled at the top. Um, the very, uh, in the, there were a couple rounds of scoring. So in the first round of scoring, the highest possible score was 15. The highest actual score was 14, which is again up from last year, which was uh, the highest score received last year in the first round of scoring was 13.25. Uh, so it uh, looks like the competitive, competitiveness did go up slightly. Um, there you go. The lowest combined score, meaning total possible 15, the lowest score this year was 2.75 points out of 15. That's, again, up from last year, where the lowest score in 2008 was 1.25. Um, and Finally, we had uh, poems submitted from many countries all over the world. I think it was our, our most diverse uh, group of countries uh, this year, including Scotland, England, Israel, the United States, Canada, Australia, uh, and possibly a country that I've forgotten uh, to make a note of as well. So please forgive me if you're listening from that country that I've forgotten uh, and and. Hello and peace to you in whatever your native language is. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ready, I am now going to read the top ten scoring poems. Uh, th that's not correct at all, actually. I'm going to tell you the names of the people who scored in the top ten positions. I'm going to tell you the name of the poem that they submitted that earned that position. And I will tell you the score 
that it received. So in the first uh, six that I'll read, meaning fourth through tenth place, uh, those only apply to the first round of scoring. In the top three positions, there, was, there were ties for first and second place, so there was a second uh, round of scoring. And in fact, in that second round of scoring, there was a tie uh, for, for uh, third place, so there was a, a quick third round of scoring as well. So, I, gosh, I forgot to uh, upload the drum roll uh, soundtrack, for, uh, uh, sound effect for this, but I see uh, in the chat room, uh, Brandon Sema uh, from Valley Center, California, has already typed drum roll. So that applies to every announcement that I'm about to make. And if you'd like to make your own drum roll sounds at home or wherever you may be, that's fine. So, oh, and finally, if I mention your name, please call in, and I will try to get to. Uh, to all of you, we'd, we'd love to give you the chance to read your poem on the air if you happen to be in the top 10 positions. So in 10th place, with a first round score of 11.75 points, we have four poets tied. The, uh, they are um, Robert Savino for his poem Sanctified and Civilized from West Islip, New York. Congratulations, Robert, for 10th place. Jan Garrow, Janice Garrow, for her poem, The Pond. She is from Glendale, California. And also, Nicole Nicholson, for her poem, Epistle to Narrow. She is from Columbus, Ohio. And finally, tied for 10th place is Sarah Grace Brown for her poem that I can't pronounce the title of, but it could be Jiao Hua from Rochester, New York. So that's, top, uh, that's the 10th uh, scoring place. Congratulations to Robert Nicole. Janice and Sarah, if you happen to be on the line uh, listening, call in and I'd be happy to give you the opportunity to read your poem. They scored 11.75 points each uh, in that first round of scoring. Moving on to ninth place, we had also four poets tied in ninth place. I'm sorry, three poets. Forgive me. I'm trying to read a small... Uh, a spreadsheet that I printed out so it would fit on one sheet of paper, thus saving the planet and not having to print out a second sheet of paper. Um, so three poets tied in ninth place. Uh, from Elkins, Pennsylvania, for his poem, Marion Bad, Anoch Guy. Anoch, congratulations. Uh, these ninth, ninth uh, place poems actually scored 12th 12, 12 points uh, each in that first round of scoring. Um, from Haifa, Israel, Iris Don for her poem, Mediterranean Landscape with Waterbirds. Congratulations, Iris. From Evansville, Indiana, also scoring 12 points and achieving ninth place, for his poem, Essence Den Hund, Michael Paul, 
Again, I apologize if I'm pronouncing anything wrong, whether it's the poem titles in other languages, your name, or simple words which I just never learned how to pronounce while growing up. So that's it. That's 10th and 9th place so far. If you're any of those people, Hanuk Guy, Nicole Nicholson, Iris Don, Michael Paul, Robert Savino, Janice Garrow, or Sarah Grace Brown, feel free to call in, and uh, you will have the chance to read your poem now. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Moving on to eighth place. We only had one poem score in eighth place. The score for that position was 12.25 points. So you can see uh, uh, as we move up the ranks here that that for most of these scores, there's really only a quarter point difference. It was very close once we got to these uh, upper rounds of scoring. So the single poem, which scored in eighth place with a score of 12.25 points from Fullerton, California, for his poem, Wormhole, Russ Kazmier. Russ, congratulations. All right, so that's 8th, ninth, and 10th place. Um, I do see a caller uh, uh, calling in. Hello from the 614 area code. Uh, hi, this is Nicole Nicholson. Hi, Nicole. Wow, how cool that you get to uh, get to call in. You, of course, call in almost uh, every month that we have our open reading so that you're you're no stranger to, uh, to this uh, broadcast. But congratulations on, on scoring... Um, in the top 10 positions out of 461 poems. Well, thank you. And so uh, let's hear your poem, Epistle to Nero. Sure. Um, Just a brief background on this. I'm actually working on a letters project, and basically the idea is um, these are kind of letters across time and space. And so uh, this poem is in the voice of John um, the Revelator, uh, John of Patmos. And so... Here goes. You are going to open the debate. I am going to open up the sky and spill liquid flashing nightmares onto your faces. Marching horsemen will brand hoof prints into your backs. Their bee language paths pre-programmed by the sharp knife seizing the bleeding propelled and held backwards in your own chests. Oh, how you would wound the arms that feed you. You handed these horsemen the scales, the sword, the horn of shudder holding rattled lungs and tainted blood behind its lips. The call of the wild barks pestilence into the air. You dreamed these nightmares long before I was blood. You scripted them. The sideways glance at the quiet jingle and silken ass shake rang someone else's name. The cuneiform lie arranging itself according to your discordant song onto sheets of baked tree blood. The letter chained to letter, chained to death, chained to blue eyes, squeezing out oceans, exiting final pleas to the sky for their insulted dreams of freedom. The sword crying to forge canals through flesh where there are none. The cock and the wound, the cunt and the knife. And if you think my curls betray me, baked sun skin, white hair, banish man to a crazy island, then remember this. You 
made Patmos. You dusted sand at my feet and gave me a canvas. You gave me chain sky and I paint on it. You steal our blood. I rub it back from you and paint your sister tongue sideways with it. Greek curls and straight line letters lined with God to mock you. You stomp me into the sand, my spine curving with the borders of dunes and sparkling with the glitter of dust, and leave me here to die in the dust, to be reread up until the end of God. My dreams, your nightmares, it's all the same. Wow, great read, Nicole. Thank you. Very cool. I was, it occurred to me, you know, um, it's, it's, uh, it was a very dramatic reading. You were using an accent and, and, and such. Um, I wonder, you know, in, in, in performance poetry, if, if the poems were scored by having heard them as opposed to just reading them on the paper, if, if that would affect the score either going up or down. I mean, someone might really dig it and get all the words, and then someone else might say, well, you know, what's she trying to pull with, with, with a performance, just reading the poem. I mean, it could probably go either way in that sense, but uh, I certainly got some kudos in the, in the chat room uh, for that performance. Well done. Well, thank you. Any, any thoughts on that uh, question I just uh, threw out there? Well... Um, really, you see that kind of view, you really see that kind of thought into performance, of course, in the performance and slam arena. Um, in that case, performance, performance, I would say, is about half of what really will move a judge to score you high or low. Your quality of the poem is about half, the performance is about half. At least that's how I feel. Depending on the venue, your performance could be everything and your poem could be, well, maybe a little. It just, it really depends. But I think, I think hearing the poem adds a completely other dimension to it. So you have that in slam and in performance, definitely. Uh, it would be kind of, I don't know how well that could translate to a contest like this, but I'm, but that's kind of what my thoughts are on that. Well, I mean, in this, in this way, it, it, you know, the same poem that you could perform at a, at a slam per se, um, you know, wasn't performed at a slam. It was read on the page and did, did very well relative to the majority of poems that entered. So, um, uh, it would be interesting. It's a good question. Well, th- well, congratulations on scoring where you did, and thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in and and calling in as well. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. I'll, I'm sure I'll talk to you uh, uh, at next month's open reading. Um, uh, that was uh, Nicole Nicholson from Columbus, Ohio, calling in a regular on the Poetry Superhighway live open readings, and her poem "Epistle to Nero" scored uh, tied uh, for tenth place uh, out of 461. Poems, so well done. So we've we've announced um, eighth, ninth, and tenth place uh, uh, scores in uh, winners in in this contest. We're moving uh, to seventh place now. Um, uh, as with eighth place, only one poem achieved the seventh place spot uh, from Fishkill, New York, for her poem "Scenes from the Sanctuary at San Remo." Rosemary Chrysophy. Rosemary, congratulations to you. Uh, the score, by the way, was 12.5 points uh, for uh, 7th place. That's just a quarter point above 8th place. So uh, congratulations. Again, if you happen to be one of these top uh, top 10 scoring, uh, in one of these top 10 scoring positions and you're listening, do call in. We'd love to hear you read your 
Um, it's 646-716-7362. So that's uh, the top seven positions. Moving on, sixth place. Two poems scored 13 points, which tied them for sixth place in this or 12th annual contest. Um, and here they are from Andover. Oops, nope, I'm sorry, that is not correct. Just one. I should have rehearsed this on my own, apologies. So just one poem, and I happen to know that this poet is uh, in the chat room right now, so perhaps he'll call in. Scoring 13 points from Valley Center, California, for his poem, Tongues of Dust, Brandon Samok. Congratulations, Brandon. I know that you are uh, listening uh, right now, so call in and, and let's hear... Let's hear your poem. That's uh, Brandon Samot. Tongues of Dust is the name of the poem, uh, scoring 13 points in the first round of scoring. The, uh, the, uh, these, these poems in the uh, basically fifth through tenth place did not, uh, uh, what am I trying to tell you here, did not um, get to a second round of scoring. Um, we, uh, it was only the top scoring poems that, that did because they were tied for the top uh, positions. So there you go. All right, moving on to the top. That's the, uh, that's the bottom five of the top ten, I guess. Moving into the top five, I, I think another drum roll is in order. So please, uh, again, I don't have that sound effect, so if you could please uh, uh, apply your own drum roll at this time. I'll give you a second. Great. Okay, fifth place. Uh, one poem in fifth place, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from a former contest winner, someone who scored in the top three positions in the past, and a former contest judge, as a matter of fact, from Knoxville, Tennessee, for her poem, Hugo, Erin Elizabeth Smith, scored 13.5 points. So this is the first time we have a a slightly larger break between scoring positions. That's a full half point above sixth place. Uh, fifth place is 13.5 points. Congratulations, Erin Elizabeth Smith. Erin has uh, been a participant in Poetry Superhighway stuff for many years, and she uh, runs the uh, website, which is really a collection of different online magazines, Stirring, uh, which you should definitely check out. It's uh, stirring. Uh, I'm sorry, Sundress Publications, sundress.net, um, and, and one of the uh, uh, publications on there that she has a hand in is Stirring. And uh, she runs something called the Best of the Net Poetry Contest, which is in which uh, online uh, magazines such as Poetry Superhighway or anyone who runs an online magazine can submit uh, poems uh, uh, that you have published um, to to win the Best of the Net Awards. It's a very cool thing. So Aaron Elizabeth Smith, congratulations on scoring 13.5 points, fifth place in our contest uh, for your poem, Hugo. All right. Um, I think we have Brandon on the air. Are you there? Yeah, Rick, I'm here. Congratulations, Brandon. Sixth Thank place. Thank you. Nothing to sneeze at. No, very, very happy. I'm, I'm just trying to remember. I... Um, you know this uh, this poem. It's fun to hear it announced, and it's it's been a while since we all sent our poems in, so it's it's uh, it's a great to 
track back and figure out which which ones uh, found their way to uh, to some readers. So, uh, you ready for tongues of dust? I'm ready. Okay. At the wake, they won't stop saying my name. That's the point, I guess, to keep me from drifting too far. My mother would make me stay, so she tells how fine I was to her. She has a story about how I drove her to lunch, but neglects to say I yelled at her in the car. Echoes of my voice fill the living room. My mother pauses as if she hears. My sentences are the stems of roses without blooms. My middle son has nothing to say. His anger quakes. He blurs. My fingers wrap around his time, so I let go and push it away like a cloud. It shimmers black and red in this evening of grief. Mourner's words pass me close as if I hitchhike a highway and know the cargo of truck trailers speeding by, the only pulse left to me. During a pause in conversation, I glide into my old room and fall through the bed. I'm heavily lost with the weight of dust until they say my name and inhale me, so I float on memory through them. Finally, my brother says his opinions made him blind. He's glad I'm quiet now. So am I. The haunting ends when they exhale on their ways home. Outdoors, I drift where no strangers breathe my name. Oh, the divine listening to unfamiliar voices. To hear what I don't understand. At last quiet. At last prepared to acquire the souls of enemies and balance them like tides of one ocean. Very nice as always, Brandon, and um, congratulations. You scored very high in uh, this year's contest, and I really appreciate you participating and, of course, as always, being a regular in our approach for Highway Live broadcasts. Well, thanks, Rick, and thanks for organizing all of this. It's been a lot of fun. We're, we're having a lot of fun in the chat room. Cool. Yeah, I can see that. Just keep your clothes on in there. <laughs> all right. All right, take it easy. That's uh, Brandon Samon calling from Valley Center, California, uh, and uh, scoring in sixth place in this year's contest. Um, uh, we've already announced a fifth place. That was Aaron Elizabeth Smith uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee, for her poem Hugo. Top four positions now. Now, this, this is where it gets interesting. Um, we actually had um, the following thing happen. Um, we had two um, top positions in the first round of scoring. So the first and second poems, the top two scores, um, they went into a second round of scoring, and that determined which poem won first place and which one poem won second place. There were three poems which tied for that second highest score in the first round of scoring. They went into a second round of scoring to determine which poem would win third place and which would tie for fourth place. What happened then is two poems scored um, in that uh, highest in that spot. So we needed to have a really quick third round of scoring for those two round of poems to again determine which poem would be in third place and which which two would tie for fourth. So here are the two which in the first round of scoring actually scored the second highest score value, which was 13.75 points. And in the second and third round of scoring, um, uh, ended up going to, to fourth place. So there's two poems in that position by two poets, both California poets, 
from Santa Cruz, California, for his poem, The Day the Beekeeper Died, David Sullivan. Congratulations, David. Very good score. And from Los Angeles, California, someone who I actually know uh, from the poetry community here who's come to my reading at the Cobalt, and I've seen read in different places, uh, from for his poem, Awaiting Dionysus, Eric Steiniger. Congratulations, Eric and David. Very, very good uh, scoring poems in that first round, and it was uh, very close in the second round as well. Scoring in fourth place. If uh, either of you happen to be uh, listening, call in, and we'll try to squeeze in your reading your poems. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. I'm now going to read for you the top three scoring poems, the winners of the Poetry Superhighway Contest, the people who will divide up the cash taken in by all the entry fees. This is not a for-profit venture. None of the money that gets collected uh, goes into my pocket. 100% um, of the entry fees gets divided up between the top three scoring poets. Um, and in fact, not only is it not, not a for-profit contest, for whenever you pay by PayPal, PayPal takes a fee. So uh, it actually costs me money. This didn't occur to me when I, when I signed up for PayPal, but that's okay. It's... Uh, I'm doing fine, no, no need to worry about it. Um, so in addition to that uh, $461, which was collected from the $1 per poem entry fee, um, Roland Vassen, who's been a sponsor many years in the past, uh, sponsored this year by not offering a, a book or something that would be uh, sent out to poets, but by sending in 250 bucks, which is added to that uh, prize pot. Um, so the first place Winner will win half of all of that money, half of $711, uh, $355.20. The second place winner wins 30% of the full prize pot, which is $213.30. And the third place winner will win 20% of the money that was taken in, which is $142.20. Um, in addition, the top three scoring poets will be Poets of the Week, um, just as soon as done, we're done with this broadcast, as a matter of fact. And, um, and uh, there you go. Um, everyone who entered the contest will get a prize of some kind. I'm going to be contacting um, all the sponsors um, in the next couple of days, letting them know who to mail all the prizes that they, uh, uh, that they offered directly to, and um, uh, all of you who entered the contest, I'll be sending you an email letting you know what prize you will be getting as well. So, that's it. Let's get right to it. Um, in third place, with a score in the very first round of uh, scoring of 13.75 points and uh, rising to the top in the second and third rounds of scoring, from South Ohio, Nova Scotia, Canada, for her poem, Thanatopia, Brenda Levy-Tate. Congratulations, Brenda. You did very well in what was a very close contest at the top of the, uh, in the upper levels. From Ireland. Yes, from Ireland, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, from, let me tell you the exact city from County Donegal, Ireland, I think, 
That's how that's pronounced. And um, there's like six other words in this address which don't look like, uh, I would say, a normal address, um, as at least in terms of U.S. addresses. Um, uh, I think it's County Donegal, Ireland. For her poem, Slante, S-L-A-I-N-T-E, Cyan Lindsay. Congratulations, Cyan. You won second place in the Poetry Superhighway contest. Uh, your uh, score in the first round of, of scoring was 14 points. That, of course, was a tie for the poem which won first place. And in the second round of scoring, get how close this was. The second round of scoring, um, the, the judges scored up to 10 points. It was 0 to 10 points. The second, um, the, the score out of a possible 30 was 27.3, that second place poem. Um, the top scoring poem scored 27.8 points, so only a half point difference in that second round of scoring between the first and second place winners. Oh, David Nev says it's Dungal. Thank you, David Nevs. That's how you pronounce that particular. I don't know how you know this, David, because I think you're from New Jersey, for God's sakes. And, and we all know that people from New Jersey never go to Ireland for any reason. So, But anyway, I'll, I'll trust you on this one. Um, scoring first place in our contest, ladies and gentlemen, with a score of 14 points in the first round of scoring, 27.8 points in the second round of score, scoring, the only poet from the United States winning the top, in the top three positions this year. It's the first year that's ever happened. From the United States of America, from the state of Massachusetts, the city of Andover, for his poem... Wow, I can't pronounce the titles of any of the poems in the top three scoring positions. I, sh I should take up English as a hobby, I think. Um, for his poem, Breccia, B-R-E-C-C-I-A, the poet Jim Knowles. Congratulations, Jim. You have won the 12th annual, annual Poetry Superhighway Contest. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the, those are the winners of the Poetry Superhighway Contest. Jim Knowles for his poem, Breccia. Cyan Lindsay from Ireland for uh, the poem, Slanty. S-L-A-I-N-T-E, and the easiest to pronounce poem, title, uh, winning third place, Brenda Levy-Tate for her poem, Thanatopia. Uh, shortly after uh, I'm done with this, with this uh, broadcast, I'm going to uh, send out the weekly Poetry Superhighway email, and I will post all three poems for everyone to read. Um, if you happen to be a sponsor of the contest, um, I'll be contacting you very shortly. Um, letting you know where to send your prizes out. It's very, very important you send them out within two weeks, and also important that you notify me that you send them out. I don't, uh, I don't um, mark off that you you sent the, your prize unless you uh, tell me that you have sent it. So uh, increasingly annoying reminder emails will go out until we make sure that everyone has uh, has got their got their prizes. I want to make sure that everyone gets something for entering. Uh, it's one of the things we do. Thank you, everyone who entered the contest. I want to thank uh, the uh, 89 poets who entered. Um, thank you so much for doing that. I want to thank, again, the three judges, Salvatore Butacci, Ellery Locke, and F.J. Bergman, who scored, I believe, 
uh, two of them scored in the top three positions last year, and one was fourth place. I remember one of the judges who did score in the top three positions wasn't able to judge this year. Um, I want to thank all the sponsors for um, the work that, that for, for giving us uh, 89 different prizes to pass out. Thanks everyone to listen for listening to uh, today's broadcast. Our next show will be November 1st. We're launching the third year of Poetry Superhighway Live. It will be our monthly open reading, and uh, we will be uh, well. We will be having our monthly open reading. So call in at uh, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, uh, and you'll have the chance to uh, to read your poem. Someone from the 310 area code is calling. Hello. Hi, Rick. It's Eric Steiniger. Eric, how are you? Congratulations on fourth place. Thank you very much. I was uh, very flattered, and um, it's just nice to be surrounded by so many good poets. Indeed. So I, I've only got like two minutes left. Can you fit your poem in, 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 in less than that time so I have a chance to close out the show? I can. Um, I will do it quickly, okay? Here we go. Okay. And Dad, thanks for uh, tuning in back east. Awaiting Dionysus. The vines have turned brown in this, the coldest year. We can't harvest early. We watch life cling to dormant. Our disdain awaits a cavalcade of color to erupt, fruit to our rescue. But for now, we endure a yield apart. This morose vineyard, missing your beauty. Seasons strip the land naked, our gnarled beauty. It gets dark at four o'clock this time of year, and our stained fingers continue to come apart. We descend a cellar to uncork these columns dormant. Only the brave find rescue, marooned our bronze cavalcade. But the hours make maenads of us, ravenous cavalcade, inclined to worship the flesh, drink its beauty. Our land untenable, we look to yesterday's rescue. Who looks after you? Certainly it wasn't the year titans came in dreams, ripped your body dormant. Our lips are purple, pulling apart. We need for spring's return, the amaze of a part reassembling. We need for you to return from dormant, from winter's desperate performance, a side of beauty. When you sprang Semele from the hellish year, did you wonder what provoked this rescue? Or delirious from the nectar was that rescue? Are we not relieved our days are coming apart, our harvest not till the new year? Awaiting Dionysus, we join the cavalcade. Let us dress strangely, fawn skin, ivy wreath our beauty. Let the equipment fail, the estate thrive dormant. For nothing ever dies completely, it just lies dormant. Waiting for sun to touch fiber, rescue from the packed earth and blunt beauty. This world is a junkyard we harvest. A part of us never wanted the cavalcade pruned at all, except for your return next year. Dormant the die that lengthens apart. Rescue is cavalcade, beauty the dissolving year. Thanks, Rick. Eric, thank you so much for calling in. I'm going to let you go because i got less than a one, one minute left, but I, uh, how great that we could close out the show with a poem. Congratulations on fourth place. Thank you, Rick. That was, thank you. That's uh, Eric Steiniger calling from here in L.A. with his poem awaiting Dionysus. Again, thanks so much. I've, I've now, by the way, just uploaded the, uh, the winning poems. If you go to poetrysuperhighway.com, click on the Poetry Superhighway link. You can see all the, po the top three scoring poems. Look for an email uh, today or tomorrow letting you know what it is that you won, everyone. 
thanks so much for entering. Um, thanks for tuning in today's broadcast. Again, our next show will be in a month's time, uh, November 1st, Sunday, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific. It's an open reading. Call in and uh, read. Thanks to everyone who participated and made this a very successful contest. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful rest of your day, and, and heck, enjoy October. Bye.